Welcome to another edition of um, Unleashed, Unchanged and Unapologetic. Just to remind you about who we are and what we're here to do is we're humble driven allies and leadership advocates who are obsessed with supporting leaders to stand up and step up so that the workplaces of today and tomorrow truly work for all. Everything we do uh, supports you to lead and shift the status quo forever by taking one human step in a smarter direction. And it all starts and ends with you. So on to the subject of today's podcast. Welcome, Karen. Welcome, Al. Gosh, number 14. I <laughs> say this every <laughs> time. But We're cracking our way towards 20 because apparently, what is it, 3% of podcasts? 2%. 2% of podcasts don't make it to 20 and beyond. So... We're on a mission from God here. Absolutely. It's happening. (laughs) So today's subject matter is how leaders reduce stress by surrendering. Yes. So we talked a lot about this one because, and I'm going to share on Elle's behalf for a second and then Elle can fill in the blanks. (laughs) Elle's just been on a long journey. I have been on a long journey. A long journey through stress, through difficulty, through challenges. Yeah. Career challenges. And Somewhere during that journey, she picked up a book called Surrender. Tell the us Surrender a bit about Experiment. that. Um, shout out to uh, Lisa Smith, who recommended this book for me. It's a book called The Surrender Experiment by a Michael A. Singer. And it's a really interesting book. And it's all about um, a guy that was a bit of a yogi that dis- was very, very successful in his career, but decided to just give it all up, go and live in the forest somewhere and just surrender to the universe. I know it sounds a bit woo-woo, but surrender to the universe and just see what opportunities came and just went where the signs showed themselves, where he, where there was some energy going or where opportunities came to him, he just went with them. He took the signs, he just went with them. And it's a really fascinating story about how he just surrendered to everything and he actually ended up being a multi-billionaire. It was bizarre. So, so Al, I'm curious. Mm. You read the book about the yogi in the forest mm. Obviously, you didn't move him to live in a forest and, and forage or any of that kind of stuff. You did. But it had a prof- no, you didn't. Oh, no, I didn't. But it had a profound effect on you. Tell us about the effect that that had on you. So, what happened? So it was bizarre and it was very subconscious. So mm. I was reading it and I was reading it every night. And it's a really fascinating book. Highly recommend it for everyone to read it. And I literally went through a shift. My subconscious, Everything just shifted. So... Um, and, and I completely just surrendered to everything because there was a lot going on in my life. My father had died. You know, I'd come to an, a bit of an age in, in my lifetime where things were changing. My son was obviously moving out in university and um, had been at home for a year, which was great after my father had passed, but was then going back out to university and going to London, working in the city. So there was a lot of change going on. And it was it was a real anxious time for me. And I was looking for a new role. Yeah. Um, I had to get very clear about what it was that I was looking for. Yep. I had spent my my purpose and my mission was to support my son through private school as a single parent. That was, I just took, I got headhunted, I took jobs just to survive really. I didn't actually mm. think about what is it that I want and what's important to me, where lights me up. So after taking some time out to really think that through and get very clear on that for the first time in my life, um, and then I just surrendered. I stopped trying so hard. I started to realize um Actually, I didn't need to prove myself. I kind of knew it. Yeah, and I think that's the really fascinating thing about this, isn't it? Because one of the things that I notice a lot with people that I come across is that we're so busy doing, going to work, juggling all all the life bits, spinning all the plates. And this is true of, you know, 
anybody who's in their 40s and 50s who has kids, doesn't have kids, has a career, it doesn't matter. By the time you get into your 40s and 50s, you get into this pattern of just plate spinning. Yeah, it's a funny and it, it period. it starts in your 30s mm. and it just seems to accelerate. Yeah. And there are points in life, and I've had these myself, and you're mm. talking about one as well today, where you suddenly have this moment of clarity of, you know, what am I doing? And is and, and, and there's this profound sense, I think, of feeling both lost and stressed and worried but it's almost like there's an out-of-body moment yes. where your higher brain, and this is what I love about our brains, the big brain at the back, not the little brain at the front that's very, very sharp like a scalpel, but the big brain at the back that's got all the information, the database, almost steps in mm. and says, stop. Best thing I've ever done. And it generates an enormous amount of panic mm. in the little brain at the front. That's used to going on the treadmill. That, that, that constantly, fast. and that brain starts searching around, what's the plan? Yeah. That's where the desperation, the stress really kicks in. The, the little brain's trying to solve the problem. And it's an insolvable problem because yeah. you've come to that point for a reason. Yeah. I fundamentally believe that we reach those points to pivot, to shift, as you said it so beautifully. And what I love about what you've just said about the book on surrender is that that word is so powerful and so underused. How often do we use the word surrender in business? We don't. We never use it in business. But yet, yet it's interesting, isn't it? Because in all the roles that I've been into, and I always take an approach where I go in and I absorb, mm. right? And I don't know what to do immediately, but I always have this inner tr trust mm -hmm. that in a few weeks, it's just going to come It's going to become me. clear. So in my p professional life, it works by surrendering. Time and time again has always never failed me. Absolutely. But in your personal life, when everything's up in the air, and bearing in mind that's everything at once, it's a really tough thing to do is to suddenly just surrender when and, everything's out of control. And this brings me to the, the other word that this podcast is going to pivot around, which is surrender and control. Mm. And it's that control piece, I think, that trips us up because... Mm. What you're talking about is the journey you went on, you know, multiple moving parts in life. You've got your father, you've got your son, you've got your job, you've got your house. Yeah. All of these things are kind of movable feasts. And the truth about all of those four things is you're at the center of each of them. It's part of your yeah. life. And therefore, because it's part of our lives, we feel like we should somehow be able to control it or keep it in its place. Or, you know, we've got a certain amount of time for each of the pieces. And so our senses let's kick into control and start planning when things feel out of control. And I fundamentally believe, because I too have chosen to take time, chosen to take a shift over a couple of months this year for a variety of business reasons. And again, it's when you give yourself that little bit of breathing space and get through the initial panic of trying to plan and realizing that you can't and trying to control and realizing that you're stressing yourself out because you can't, and you actually allow yourself to just let go a little bit. It is extraordinary how fast and how profound two things are. The first thing is your big brain starts to solve the problem for you. I always say with my clients, let your subconscious do the walking, mm. right? Get enough sleep. If you do not want to do something when you're in a pivot, don't, don't do, do it. it. Just take the time because you're not wanting to do it for a reason. Your brain is doing other stuff and it needs to be given space to do it. And the second thing that's really, really important in these situations is the notion of, okay, I am going to watch. And, and again, you said it beautifully. He went into the forest. 
And he almost waited for a sign. Now, a lot of people will go, woo, that's a bit risky. And it creates fear in people, the notion of stopping and just letting the river run past you, letting life go on beat past you, watching everybody else running around mm -hmm. on their mouse wheels and whatever, doing what they need to do. And you making a choice not to be on the hamster wheel, sorry, mice, hamsters everywhere, <laughs> interchangeable beast to put on the wheel. Um, when you choose to get off the wheel and just stand and observe the world, what is fascinating is, again, your brain does something very clever. And I believe that our brains are super, super, super designed to protect us and to give us what we need. And you start to notice patterns. And I, again, say to my clients, just watch. Notice when you get the same message three or four different ways from four or five different unrelated people or situations in a short period of time because it happens all the time. Mm. And we don't make this stuff up. It's not like our brain is suddenly tuned in and looking for messages. We don't work that way. That's not how we work. Our brains observe and notice what we need to notice. And I believe that that's how we survive. I believe that's how we're wired to be. And I believe that today's work cultures absolutely disrupt both of those things, our ability to notice patterns and our ability to surrender and give ourselves time to think. I also think um, there's a strong correlation, and it's been said before, about when you give yourself space, that's when you get most creative. That's when the thoughts come to you. Well, it's biological. Absolutely. So so I think for me, it's been absolutely life-changing. Yes. It's been a year of incredible growth. Mm. Um, incredible self-realization. I also think I've been, um, you know, I've passed this book on to so many friends as a result because it has been profound, the effect that it's had on me. And funnily enough, when you surrender, everything just aligns in the way that mm. it's meant to and falls into place. And my father, my dear dad used to say this to me um, whenever I was stressing about anything, he always used to say, everything always works itself out. You never look back in life and say, well, that didn't, work out for the best. Well, we're also tuned so that our brains make up a story that supports the choices exactly. we make in a way that we need it to support us so that we don't freak out. Absolutely. But let's go to the biology for a second because what you said was absolutely spot on. You know, you relax, you give yourself space, you get more creative. And biologically, this is because our parasympathetic nervous system has a chance to kick in. Yeah. So that's the rest and digest system for the people who don't want to talk about weird long words like parasympathetic but basically we have two stress systems the sympathetic nervous system cortisol adrenaline stress fight or flight threat and parasympathetic rest and digest which is the nice relaxing hormones the endorphins that we all love and it's that second system I think well we know neurologically enables the big brain the creative the subconscious to actually start to filter and feed itself and feed the small brain with the patterns that we see around ourselves. Mm. But we need time to be able to absorb. If you're running around all the time stressed out with the wrong hormones in your body, and they're not wrong hormones, but hormones that don't help you be creative, then you will miss these things. Mm. And those signs are so important. Well, it, you, you've just been through the mother of all pivots. And I've, I've, I've been very, very lucky and I'm very humbled to have been able to observe this pivot <laughs> because it's, a very, it's been a really extraordinary one. And similarly, you know, around about April this year, um, I realized I was in a state of progressive burnout because through COVID, for four years, pretty much, I had not stopped work. I'd lost the relationship between Monday to Friday. Yeah. I was working Saturday, Sunday, seven days a week, 
all the time, every time I stopped, uh, every time I had a moment, the laptop came out, I was always thinking, I was creating, I was building stuff. And I was stuck in my head. And I bet there are so many listeners listening to this today that can totally relate to that. Uh, it's terrifying. But the really appalling thing is I didn't realise that that's the pattern I got into because it's a it's an addictive cycle. You, you, be, you become tethered to your technology, obviously. But if you're a thinky person like me, it's a really dangerous game to be given a lot of time to think and nowhere to go. Mm. And COVID was that for many people. Um, particularly the workaholics among us, and I'm sure there's plenty listening to this podcast. Um, work is a comfort space. So in a, in a situation of stress where the world is going crazy, which it was, where do we go? We go to our heads, to the comfort place, to the place where we feel we have control. Yeah. What do we have control over? Our thought processes. Can we create stuff? Can we think all the time? Yes. Overthinking is completely dangerous. I met a fantastic guy two weeks ago who's been, he's an osteopath, um, shout out to Tom Fackrell, um, who's been treating my um, my daughter and myself for um, joint issues for a variety of reasons. Um, incredible story. He has an amazing story. You need to get him on the podcast at some point. But he introduced me to a song by Inzo and to some quotes by Nikola Tesla. And the song is called Overthink. Wow. And it's basically words that Nikola Tesla, genius, wrote and I'm not talking about anything to do with the car, to be clear. If you don't know who Nikola Tesla is, go and look him up. Um, but it's it's basically talking about our relationship with nature, our relationship yeah. with technology, our relationship with the world. But most importantly, our relationship with this tiny brain at the front that is so powerful. It's like a finely tuned laser. It differentiates us, uh, us from other members of the ape kingdom. It's what makes us successful. It's what makes us massively destructive. It's why our planet is a mess, because we're great at thinking but our thinking is only ever partial when it's using this part of the brain. So the message from this podcast is what stop. Yes, yeah, stop. Stop. Take some space. Give yourself permission to just do nothing and just let be. your subconscious do the walking. Because, Get the book. Read yeah. Surrender. Let it's, go. It's, it's, it's just it's when, it's when you stop and you just go, you know what, I'm, I can't control any of this stuff. All I can do is put my best foot forward every day. Yes. Do what I can um, and do those little things. And then it's just about surrendering, trusting the process. I say yes. that a lot. Yes. There'll be a lot of, of friends who are listening to this who'll say, oh, that's, a, that's an L quote. Trust the process and let nature take its course because it always does. And when you do that, the right things fall into place and the right things come along. Absolutely. In my experience. But so I think we're at a good point now, Karen, to say, you know, what is the one piece of advice that we want people to take away today? So the question that we're going to say to our listeners today is, what are you trying to control that you have no control over? Yeah. And have a real think about that. Um, again, Karen, great discussion. I'm going to ask, oh, actually, yeah. I'm going to add a question as well. And this is a more challenging question. What is it going to take for you to give yourself permission to let go of that control? What is it going to take for you to say for the next X period of time, 15 minutes, an hour, a day, a week, a month, doesn't matter how long it is. I'm actually actively not going to control this. I'm just going to let it go and see what happens. Great point. And also, if you are a controller, how's that working out for you? <laughs> yeah, how stressed out are you really? Yeah, you know, exactly. How chained are you to technology? When did you last take a day off? <laughs> you know. <laughs> Great point. Uh, thanks ever so much again, Karen. Oh, thank you. Great oh, advice. Was... And, and um, good shares. So... 
Again, we thank you, our listeners. Thank you so much for tuning in.